Hello and welcome to episode number three of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van, playing low stakes cash, to battling in Bobby's room in Bellagio, I am Andrew by King 19, Andrew Peeper, joined by my co-host, my best friend Scott. I could be a fish right here at this spot. Whether you've been at the tables for years or are just now stepping your toes into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. We're switching to a new format with just Scott and myself on Mondays, and then on Thursdays or Fridays, we'll have, we'll bring in, it'll be myself, Joe, and Willie for some sports talk and other other things. Scott, how's, uh, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. I've been running above EV, so that's never, never a complaint on my end. Uh, tournaments have been going good. I've cashed three out of the five tournaments from last Sunday to this previous Sunday. So that's been, uh, it's been pretty successful. Uh, I played probably the best tournament I have played so far, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, it was a, it was just a real grind. So, yeah, studying's been going good. Poker's been going good, and I'm learning and having fun. So it's it's been a good good week. Yeah, nice. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot better than my week. As far as poker for myself goes, yeah, things have been going real great. But I mean, also not real bad. I mean, I'm technically I'm I'm up in cash for the year uh a whopping 194 dollars stone bubbled all five tournaments that i played lo sample size right but yeah it's been pretty frustrating especially the last one because it was like a 260 buy-in and then like a min payout was like 1100 so oh. that would have been pretty nice but i mean i got in like top pair versus second pair and guy just drills trips so what are you gonna do break something that's what you can that's what you can do <laughs> i've been running pretty hot i will say that yesterday i won i think 85 percent of my flips yesterday was probably my hardest tournament uh experience wise i played under 30 30 big blinds most of the tournament so probably about 85 percent of the tournament i was playing under 30 bigs mm-hmm. and i just couldn't catch a hand and uh you know, you just raise pre-flop, a decent hand, and flop completely doesn't go your way, or the turn and river are really bad. You're sitting with top pair, and every draw came out, and you have to fold. And I, But I was happy. I was disciplined. I made disciplined moves that I wouldn't have made probably a month ago. I would have just, I just mm-hmm. would have called in spots and really hamstrung myself. And then getting to the final table with four of us left it it took about an hour for one of them to bust and yeah and i just really took my eve uh, my edge in that final table a little bit like i had a seven off uh with 10 bigs mm-hmm. uh, and i was the first one to act and i just folded because i just i mean i could have shoved there you know like there's no it's not yeah. bad to shove a seven there with, with about 10 bigs but i'm looking at it we're not too, the chip stacks aren't too huge of a difference right now. And I just don't want to shove A7 into three people who call really wide. Right. 
you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait, wait them out for these spots with like, I got 10 bigs though. How long is that going to take? <laughs> but it did, uh, you know, I found some spots and made some moves and, you know, luckily variants went my way. The NHL all-star break was, was this past week. So there wasn't, wasn't very many games. It was all right. Uh, they're always trying to do new stuff and, kind of experiment with different things and uh this year i don't think they're very successful in a lot of the stuff they you, you kind of have that 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 problem across like all sports all-star games you know no one no one's no one's going to go all out no one plays defense no one wants to get hurt and so it's just always kind of a, a weird weird thing especially when you're having something just as naturally violent as hockey is yeah i imagine that's that's an interesting dynamic because you as a hockey fan are looking and expecting for a certain experience. And then you go to this all-star game where that experience is not what they're trying to do. There's like four plates on, on each, each corner of the goal and someone's feeding you pucks. And so you just, uh, so the first person to break all four plates, the fastest wins and that, and Connor McDavid just proved why he's better than anybody in the game at that like <laughs> uh so nikita kuchirov who plays for the lightning he's a pretty good player i mean obviously he's an all-star uh, he did in 18 seconds which was pretty solid and like nobody could really beat that and it was holding for out like all the contests and then mcdavid gets up there <laughs> and just four shots four plates nine seconds <laughs> you're done <laughs> <laughs> Nice playing with you. Come again. <laughs> GG. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh but it's been a fun it's been a fun week. Uh yeah, the Dallas Dallas Mavericks received Kyrie Irving on uh an interesting trade. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like he's he might be one of the most skilled NBA players of all time like just hands down talent wise and he is a nuclear bomb to a team's culture i love yeah. it i love it i want to see it but i <laughs> if i'm a part of that team i'm terrified of what what could happen yeah that seems to be the the major theme is that he's just seems to be a cancer for whatever team he goes to basketball wise this is a great move just on paper yeah. So we're just gonna I'm just gonna put on those blinders for a while for Dallas and just just pray to God that that he likes it here in Texas and it is not not as crazy as the last few places he's been. So I cashed for four fifteen yesterday. Um Friday I finished I finished fourth fourth Friday for one seventy and then when Wednesday and Tuesday, I busted both of those tournaments. Starting this week off with a, a pretty good win, I'm pretty happy about. Uh, and it's easy, you know. I think I think that kind of flow state we talk about when you head into the week with a win, I think it just builds on the confidence that you have. And I'm kind of in that flow state right now, and I'm hoping to hoping to stay there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, so Dallas had like this like. Not super bad ice storm come through, but it wasn't really good. And uh, Dallas 
wasn't really at all prepared to deal with ice and snow. And this wasn't, it wasn't really snow. It was just like straight up just sleet and ice and, and the roads were just super slick and most places were closed down. And so so I just kind of had to stay parked for like four days straight and didn't really, wasn't able to really go anywhere. I, I saw the weather coming on, you know, on, online. So I was able to stock up on food and drinks and I have a space heater and electric blankets and all that. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't uncomfortable, kind of frustrating, uh, to play. And then I played one, one of the small tournaments there on, on Wednesday, I believe and just, and didn't really, wasn't really dialed in or into it and just was kind of just playing just to play and yeah, didn't really play my best and busted out of that fairly early, which is not typical. Finished up like a hundred hours total on in Dallas. Uh, it's been kind of just a, like a learning period of of learning like when to play and kind of adjusting my schedule uh, to to when games running and when and and where I should be playing. Texas Card House is now running a, a a promotion for their for their hours to to get their rake down. So that's been that was pretty nice. You can buy nine hours for ninety nine dollars so you can get it down to eleven bucks. Um they limit you to like twice a day so but so but I mean yeah you can get eighteen hours in one day and then just come back the next day and buy 18 more and hours are good for a lifetime they don't expire anything so what's your schedule looking like then because I, I i don't know what it's like in texas obviously most rooms it's better to play at night but what are you yeah. uh how's your schedule looking where you're trying to feel out like what's best for you and what's best for your play yeah so i've been trying to have Sundays and Mondays as my typical off days and those seem to be some of the slower days and when I'll either run other errands and or or just dedicate you know like five hours uh to poker dedicated dedicated poker study but then yeah then like Tuesday through Saturday is when I've been I've been trying to to play more, but I might I might switch that up a little bit. I might start playing for a little bit on Mondays anyway. Poker House runs uh runs a stream game. They don't stream a lot of one two games. Most of the streams are two five and above, and pretty deep stacked. But they but they do stream. Uh, oh, on Mondays they have a four hour stream that they stream one two, and it's a five hundred cap buy in and you know, decent lineups it seems like. So they they do that on, on Mondays. So I might I might start playing on stream on Mondays. We'll see. Played in the domain game that I'd been telling you about uh this past weekend. Oh yeah, the house house one? Yeah. So so that yeah that, that that was a that was a really nice home game. It was I mean as far as as far as like a poker environment, it was definitely the the nicest place that I played in and in a in a while, I mean, they had this had everything. They had like a full time chef there, and like a a full dinner menu from filet mignon to cod and blackened chicken and cheesecake, and you know, a full selection of like wine and beer, and like a whole like candy bar set up, and like 
eight TVs uh, going around the table and t- tough grinding is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. In the trenches. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like you know, it's a little bit of a rounders feel to it. You know, like you wasn't exactly you had to know a guy to know a guy, but it it, it definitely helped that I that I did and like all right, text me before you pull in and go to this location. I'm wearing this is what I'm wearing, and then you know, and then like punches in you know a key code and uh then another key code to this other door and uh you know and then you get in and it's this this huge giant room that's fun man like i remember i remember hoping to have experiences like that and not that they're particularly important to the game you know the underline of the game of what we're trying to do for profit but the fun of the game and the culture really really is awesome i mean that's it's a huge part of it, you know, like, oh, I, I know a guy, you know, I got to bust a few codes to even get in this place. And once you're in, you're like, wow, like, this is, I, I remember the pictures you sent me. I was like, that is, whose home is that? That's, <laughs> that is not a home. That's, what am I doing wrong? Wrong. That is not my home. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know, man, that's so fun. Like, just just being in that environment and being able to play, play like that. Like, how cool is that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was it was definitely really really neat. As far as the games go, I, I mean, the game at least that I was in wasn't wasn't all that great. There was there is it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as far as games in Texas go. It wasn't uh, it wasn't like head and shoulders above the other ones. Uh, I was in a a feeder game to the to to the to the main game, and they were both they're both. They're both two five and three hundred men, no cap. Uh, kind of been at the table you were at. The the, the feeder table was uh, most people bought in for like round five, and then at the main game, most people were sitting a thousand plus. But yeah, I played in in both, and I mean, there there's a couple for definitely like a couple uh, whales, and I mean, there's there's one guy who had probably like five k in front of him, and he was he was playing almost every hand, and just would. Just love to like over, just over bluffed, just like almost all the time. If I had, if I had a pair, I, I called and uh, and I was good every time. So, <laughs> but I can't. I, I only played about four, four or five hours there or so, and then I just left uh, and went to went to poker house instead because uh, it was really really great uh, experience. But the it, it was kind of a both both of a time rake and 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 uh, actual rake that they take there from like they do every dealer change they do fifteen dollar bomb pots it's part of the bomb pot as as a rake so like fifteen dollars an hour or so every hand they also rake five percent up to up to twenty dollars. I mean, higher than any any casino that you're gonna find, but but like I said, like you know, like you're you know everything there is free. I mean, I had you know like you you just tip the tip the chef or tip the waitress. So I heard two filet mignons and I tipped you know five dollars each time. <laughs> There's other value other than just the playing there, other than just just the game. There's some other regs that I I recognize that were like decent two five regs a couple of nits and so i mean th- yeah the the table just wasn't um wasn't all that great and so put in a hundred hours so far you think since you've been in texas 
Yeah, like a little, like 100, 110 total, and then including the rake, like it's nice. Like the 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 app that I have, it's able to you're able to track everything really really separately, and it's able to break it down so you're able to see. Okay, like this is my hourly straight up in the game. This is how much I'm paying in rake. This is how much I've I paid in tips and everything. Uh, so total, like including rake and everything, and like minus twelve twelve hundred for the year. So, I mean, it's just kind of so over like 110 hours, including um, including uh, four tournaments. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, it's like it's pretty much break even. Yeah. Not and, not referring to the sample yeah. size because it's so small already. But for the hundred hours you've put in, do you do you think that there are certain aspects of your game that you're going to have to change based on some common dynamics in Texas? Like, are you are you widening your range pre-flop a little bit more and then just trying to take your edge post-flop or are you just really trying to play kind of your default strategy you know pretty you know whatever that is pre-flop and then just try to exploit their really bad play after that yeah i've been adjusting some pre-flop especially like from what i'll from what i'll open like pocket twos from another gun but in a fairly call happy game where everyone's where especially when they're not going to adjust to your raise sizes and you can and you can open to like 15 or 20 with twos and four or five colors with pocket twos which is fine and then you can open to 30 or 35 with aces and get one or two colors and which is also fine and pretty oblivious especially if the table's talking and like the table dynamics are pretty good. Re- really, the big, the biggest adjustment is just seeing how large you can go. Like in just in every spot, like, like what's what's the largest amount that I I can bet that that they'll call? Because you know, like if you have people like limp calling 30, 35, 40, you know, <laughs> uh, you're just you're you know you just keep making it more expensive. Like it's like all right, what's what's your number? I know you got one. Because I imagine you're gonna have to give in some spots. You know, you're probably gonna have to figure out how to give some action if you know, while well, the pot doesn't get too crazy, even if their hands, you probably wouldn't play because dynamic and action, action tabled like we've talked about. I imagine if you if anyone's kind of nitty at that table, they have to stick out like a sore thumb. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're just playing, you know, like nothing but like the top, like. 10 15 percent of hands then no one's no one's seen you play a hand which is another good reason of that you know to remember that like hey poker is a social game like don't just be you know sitting there in your hoodie and your sunglasses and not trying to get off give off tells they're playing one two and they're having fun like like smile and talk and tell stories and like get involved and uh, with the table, because if you can keep them, you know, interested in a story and 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 you know, talking about whatever it is that they're they want to talk about, um, you know, then then that can kind of then that that by itself can kind of like give off the illusion of action that like oh yeah, like this guy hasn't you know this guy hasn't really played a lot of hands or this every time this guy's shown it he's he's just always had it. Yeah, it's it's such a different dynamic from online because you can just focus so much online, but and really only remember everything you've been studying. But you get to the table, and then you not only do you have to 
keep your poker skills sharp, but you should keep your social skills sharp. One, just to have fun, and you you want other people to have a good time, even if even if you're competing, obviously for the money at the table, but keeping a social dynamic at the table on top of making sure you're paying attention to every little thing at the table, it be, it does become exhausting. You're doing a lot before you even get to the flop, you know, We're table image, dynamics, you know, that mentally that has to take a strain that I don't think that I don't think online has. No, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, if you're really dialed in and really trying to play, yeah, your A game, you know, you're, yeah, you're carrying on a conversation, but you're also like just intently watching the action, like, okay, raise to 15, call, 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 okay, that's 63 in the pot, all right, flops, you know, A6, deuce, two tone, two spades, all right, all while yeah, talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, your neighbor who's four four beers down, you know, is just yelling in your ear about that one time his aces got busted and. <laughs> he's loud he's a great guy though but <laughs> but yeah definitely definitely happy with with the move out here i mean i've you know haven't run super hot in the the big pots that i've i've played i've think i'm like one for five and four figure pots that i've played getting it in always ahead and then uh the river changing that just like tournaments like you know and especially when you're playing like uh 200 big blinds plus deep and you get the money in like it, you know doesn't take doesn't take many <laughs> many big pots to to not go your way to to make the difference between being in the green or being in the red yeah for sure and more you know variance over time will balance all of that out yeah exactly like there's yeah all you gotta do is just sit down at the table with guys that you're pretty confident are not winning players but somehow they have five buy-ins in front of them and you're like all right well uh i just need to play <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's it man like this guy can do it <laughs> shovel, shovel up and deal baby <laughs> yeah it's really really need to be uh just more more strict with um like a, it's been kind of an adjustment period of 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 learning when games are going and like where to play and all that but uh, um definitely need to be still putting in like higher amounts of volume and and you know like to be putting in on average about 40 hours a week i mean this is what i'm i'm doing full time i mean i I have i'm pretty busy with other stuff with content creation and the podcast and nhl but uh yeah i mean i'd i'd like to be putting in a full-time schedule and and poker as well which I think I, I I can be a a learning and adjustment period with that going to Vegas um, for the Super Bowl weekend, so uh, that should be that should be fun, and then hopefully that'll be profitable in both in in poker and and NHL. You want to talk about poker being predatory? I know we were talking about that. I had uh, was watching a podcast with JJ Reddick, and I don't know if it's FanDuel or what what program or gaming site uh, they are sponsored by, but there's some, there's some gaming slash gambling sports betting that uh, is sponsoring, I believe some of his, uh, some of his content. And I, I really like JJ's content, the third man of the three. It's, you know, it, it's really entertaining, but going down to the comments, I just keep seeing a bunch of guys saying, Hey, like I really wish you would quit promoting gambling. 
It's really predatory. Like sports betting is such a predatory thing. Like people are really addicted. Like you need to quit doing this. And I guess I'm just really taken aback by that. Um, and poker obviously falls into that category for I think most people's um, assumptions ab- ab- about that topic. So you know, and I, I'm just kind of blown away. But you want to talk about that some? Yeah, and this is this is concerns that my mom brought up as as a, one of her initial concerns was was she was just worried that it seemed like there there would be a lot of quote unquote villains in poker who would just be really deceptive and would try and get you into uh, into situations where that w- weren't safe for you and then they would just take all of your money poker as as a whole is portrayed p- pretty poorly and in pop culture and not what it's like in real life i mean there's there's a reason why when whenever i tell someone i play poker for a living they nine nine times out of ten the first question is like oh do you count cards I do but, not play blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, predatory or or not, in I would say that in in the spirit of the game and when the game is being run as it should, it's not in and it shouldn't be when when and it's and, and most of the time it is it is not. It's it's a game of equal opportunity. If you have the money, you can sit down at any table and play and you can get up from any table and leave and everyone expects there's no iq test or sobriety test to sit down as as long as uh you're able to conduct yourself that in a manner that is relatable to a conscious human being you're you're welcome at the table and people will treat you like you're an adult and can make your own decisions. Two main points for what I would argue in in poker not being inherently predatory is number one, I'm I am not morally responsible for someone else's financial decisions. It's really common argument like, oh, what if someone go goes and puts puts their mortgage on the table and loses it to you? Like, how are you going to sleep at night? I have no control over that. Uh, you know, I didn't invite him to that game and say, hey, man, I know you're behind, but this is a really good game and I've seen you play. You're really good. So you could really get in here. And I think this is this would be a good good opportunity and sit down in like one hour and then all your problems are taken care of. First of all, I'm not playing <laughs> uh, stakes high enough to where anyone's mortgage is ever going, going to be on the table as of now. But, you know, even if even if I w- was gambling with against people who couldn't afford what they had to lose their that person is going to come up to the to the room and lose their money regardless if it's not going to be to me it's going to be to to somebody else like you said the game itself at least texas hold'em i will say because that's what we play inherently it is not if everything is ran up to par there is no predatory aspect to the game itself because like you said it's equal opportunity now i had to look i went and looked up like the definition of predatory the second definition says seeking to exploit or oppress others from that viewpoint um 
I will say that the players, some players at the table are looking to exploit the other players at the table. Um, but Texas Hold'em is a competition. And if you want to be immature and think the world is, you know, daisies and rainbows, you can do that. But there's not a field in business or in sports where people are just opening doors for you and just asking you to get rich on their behalf. Um, that's not how the world works. Like, you know, you, no one goes to a sports team, you know, a sports game and goes, oh my God, like, I can't believe, you know, LeBron James is exploiting his physical greatness, you know, over all these other NBA teams. Like he's a predator. You know, that's not how that works. Um, if you want to be a child about it, you can be, but I'm not going to apologize for finding an edge in a market and then studying really hard and working hard to be disciplined to, you know, take that exploitative edge as far as I can for money. Because when I sit at the table, like you said, all things are even here. Yeah. That, with that being said, are, are there different dynamics? Are there people that, you know, have addictions at the table? Yes, there, there, there have to be at some point. I mean, is gambling highly addictive? Yes, it, it can be. Is a yep. cheeseburger from McDonald's highly addictive? Yes. Does it cause obesity? Eaten in addictive manners? Yes. So I, it, it's just the the bad reasoning that I really don't like. And I think for me and you, the reason why we think it's such a big deal is because you know both of our belief systems, you know, are predominantly Christianity. You know, mm -hmm. and morally. You know, it's a huge question from a bunch of the people that we interact with quite a bit because, you know, especially in religious circles, like the some of the ignorance in religious circles can be really frustrating sometimes. Um, so, like, I, I, I imagine you've had to experience it when, you know, my brother in law, who's a fantastic guy, super nice guy, a gentle giant, you know, that was his first thing question to me. He's like, oh, don't you think that's kind of predatory? I'm like, well, I mean, compared to what, you know, like, like I, I'm, I'm not really sure when people say that. I just don't I don't think when they hear predatory, I don't think they they see the definition of exploit to gain money. You know, they, they think, you know, I think they think of just like kind of the animalistic part of it. Like you're just you're just preying on people like that. You have some huge advantage that someone else doesn't have. That right. you didn't earn, and you're trying to, immoral way, take advantage of somebody that is not fair and it's corrupt. Right, and and bluffing is lying, and lying is, uh, a, a, you know, a sin. So therefore, playing poker is a sin because bluffing is part of the game. I've heard that argument. That that logic train just just doesn't follow, right? Like, um, uh, yes, there's bluffing in poker, but it's not. It's not. It's not lying. It's. It's no more. It's no more. It's not any more lying than pump fake or a juke is. Is uh. Is deceiving your opponent into what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't like that. I think poker and other aspects of life. I think people would have more agency in their own lives if they just realized how much of a gamble life is. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and we, we've talked about that. We mention that, you know, all the time is like, oh, life's a gamble. But, 
you know, no one's really calculating because no one cal- no one really adds everything up until it's close to the end of their lives. They're like, oh, wow, look at everything I didn't do. I was like, well, yeah, but you never thought along the way, like, hey, this is kind of a gamble. Like, there's no, no one is telling me this is going to be okay. Like, I've just seen other people kind of succeed and do some things and, you know, get by. But you, you have to take, you have to take agency for your life. I think there are some predatory aspects of poker, um, not in an immoral way, but in a competitive way. I think competition is a good thing. I think it grows humanity without competition. You know, I don't think we make advances in anything in society. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Life in general just has a, an enormous amount of, of variance. And the, the, the people who are, are really successful and the people who, who, who really win at, at the game of life, typically those are the people who are okay with just taking on a lot of risk and and they're like yeah this could all go south in a major way but i mean the upside is also way higher than anything that i have going for me now so um i'm i'm going to uh i'm going to commit to this and poker just has negative connotation around it to where it it seems like you you must if if you win then you got lucky or you must you must you know be lucky in order to in order to win which is true to an extent if you're if you go to the grocery store uh you know your wife doesn't say okay good luck you know <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but i mean you you you, d- you definitely need good luck going to the grocery store and back <laughs> especially in the villages <laughs> like yeah man <laughs> there's driving's a, there's... bad you're looking for sales you know on bacon for god's sake you know hoping to god Publix has a buy one get one somewhere there's a lot of unknown variables that that you you encounter every day and that you just take take for take for granted. One podcast I was listening to, a person who who played poker just recreationally for fun, and they were they were, but the, you know they they take it fairly seriously, and they were trying to uh, play winning poker. The guy was like, you know, it's 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 just kind of weird of how of how it's it's viewed by by everyone. You know, you could. You could tell somebody that, like, oh yeah, I play in this like hundred dollar uh, uh, poker tournament every Saturday, and people will say, oh man, well, how can it, how can it afford such a expensive degenerate hobby? But you could also spend two hundred dollars a week and playing golf, and people would yep. say, oh well, what a wonderful hobby that you have. That must be yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's. I think it, it it's just a. The idea of let's ignore things and let's be ignorant of things and demonize things without looking at what they actually are because of the hard work and the shifting of our paradigm of the world that is going to needed to be done. Sure. And it's really, you know, I, I I think it'll get better over time. I think poker's image has gotten better over time. But I, I do get some examples of what I would call predatory. Like my coworker. He said his sister plays, uh, po- she likes to play poker all the time on an app with fake money. And he goes, do you think she could come to your game? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, she can come to my game anytime <laughs> she wants. But I told him, I'm like, you know, if she's not playing for real money, uh, I-, I told him, I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't just a game that you can sit down in and possibly win. And if she's one of those people that, is willing to spend money that she doesn't have. 
on a on a game like that, you know, I'm I'm just giving you a heads up. Like it it might not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now, that that is something I shouldn't have to tell an adult, right? You know, because poker poker rooms don't have a sign that says that, but we all know that if you've got three grand in the bank, you know, sitting down at a two five game, you know, with three buy ins is a bad idea. That's, yeah, that's really unwise. I, I just don't understand. Like no one's <laughs> no one's going up to a bar, uh, you know, a, a restaurant with someone who's morbidly obese. And when they order a cheeseburger fries and a large Coke going, oh, excuse me, ma'am, like, I'm not going to exploit, give you this burger because it would be predatory for me to harm your body this way. No, you're a grown adult. Like, you got money, get a burger. Like, it's America. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah, I can't the, tell you what to do. Yeah, the, the cashier at 7-Eleven is not going to refuse to to sell the, the same one pack a day of cigarettes to the, the guy who comes in every morning. Yeah. I mean, as far as like on the on sort of like the dark side of poker and and the ways that it definitely can be predatory and when when things aren't aren't how they're supposed to be. I mean, I know we've you know, we can talk about that a little bit because it's definitely we've we've definitely both seen it of, you know, guys just being, you know, I mean, there there's 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 being buzzed and uh and having too many uh and sp- and still having a good time versus being blackout drunk and completely blasted and not being able to read read your whole cards, not being able to read the board, and and just completely unaware of really good example of unfortunately of that this weekend of this one guy who came in and you know it was his he came in by his himself and he said it was his birthday and so everyone's like oh yeah happy yeah man happy birthday he's like yeah like you know like the what uh he's like my wife didn't want me to come but i said hey it's my birthday like you gotta let me go and uh and we're like yeah yeah man come on and and it, you know and he sat down and uh uh it was it was within the first i mean just a couple of orbits it was it was pretty obvious that this guy was 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 really 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 new to the game and really just really had no idea what he was doing i uh he he struggled to to fully read the board and what he had and uh i mean he shoved um queen deuce on king queen five like two hundred dollars into like a fifty dollar pot and he got snapped by a king and got stacked and after he lost his initial buy-in he he said can i can i sell somebody or cash up somebody and and mm-hmm. and and get and does anyone have cash on them? I was like, yeah, sure. You can send me uh, how much you want. And he's like, three hundred. I was like, yeah, sure. So, so, so I, I, uh, so he cashed out me three hundred, and and I gave it to him. And this is uh, that was like right after the the Queen Deuce hand, and everything was still pretty pretty good. And we just thought this guy just wasn't very good, but it was didn't necessarily see a problem yet. But, but like I said, within the a couple of hours, I mean, this guy lost. Yeah, probably between 1500 and 2k game and then just couldn't then couldn't get any more money from whatever he he had uh, and 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 left and you know kind of just left us all at the table like man like that guy really had no idea was what was going on and then what uh but what the real the real kicker though was like at at like 3 a.m. that night, I was I was almost in bed, 
where I got a notification from Cash App, and he was requesting a refund because he said he he sent it to the wrong person. Oh, I like that. That's just something that you hate to see, and it's just like, man, like you know, like the you know the you know, and obviously it's impossible to know the whole story, right? Like he could have just gone home and gotten drunk and was just trying, you know, and just was uh like trying to get through uh, get some money back to to so the wife didn't see it or you know who, who really knows the the whole story and who's who you know who's the judge but like that that didn't feel great of you know seeing this guy you know really not have clearly not have a really an idea of what he was doing and and to lose a bunch of money very quickly and uh in ways that he he uh, you know a, a someone who has a, an idea what they're doing just never would and uh and then to like ask for like part of it back um yeah i was i was like man like that's like i I don't feel great about that i'd like to paint poker players shouldn't be categorized in this every hand is completely about money and they're emotionless and completely robotic and just trying to take every edge they can now, some players are, I will say, you know, but I, I expect those players to play at higher stakes um, where most of the people at the table have that mindset. Um, and the recreational players that sit down in that game know that that's the mindset. But I've been I've played in one, two games with two different dynamics. I've I've seen even when I was young and learning the game, sitting down at a one, two table talking to a few guys there, telling them I was really interested in poker, I wanted to learn the game more, thought I knew more than I did. And a few of the guys there um, just had me crushed in a few hands, and they are like, and they looked at me and was like, oh, he's like, I'm pretty sure I got you got you beat, and I, but I'm just going to call, because I, I thought I could just play aggressive and push him off his hand. You know, he turns up with top boat, and I've got, you know, top pair. Right. And, and uh, and I, you know, I, I started to real, I realized like, oh, wow, he really, and he's like, and you know, he would say, he's like, ah, I'm not trying to take all your money, man. You know, you know, I know you're here just to have fun and you're learning the game. Like, you know, like, I just want you to have a good time and, you know, real, you know, know what you're getting into. And I really appreciated that, you know, cause he could at that, he could have taken me for everything I had and he wouldn't have been in the wrong okay. for it. I was trying to take him for everything he had. And right. so, I mean, to, to paint every player like that, like they don't have the capacity for wisdom in these moments and to, to make a choice of, you know, what, what am I going to do here? Mm. So I, I don't, I hope people don't paint all players like that. And I've seen, I remember third man walking, talking about uh, a situation that I had seen at a table too. A guy was really drunk and, you know, you're trying to figure out, do you call the floor? Like, this guy is that drunk. Like, like he, he shouldn't be playing because he does, he's lacking the capacity to really know what he's doing. And I, I, for, for us, you know, I think that's where a question of, you know, our faith comes in of, like, what do we really believe about this moment? Like, what does love look like in this moment? Um, right. You know, if you call the floor, there's a good chance that, one, you're going to be killing your action for the night. And then the guys at the table the, who are trying to make money are going to be livid at you because they're like, dude, like the whale, the drunk whale is gone like, because mm-hmm. of you. Because you have some more, you know, some morality. <laughs> but, and, 
So right. you have to make sometimes you have to make that decision is like, okay, like what's what's loving here, what's what's moral, what's right here. And it's not always black and white, and that decision can change in, you know, five to ten minutes sometimes. Sure. Yeah, and and I I would say overall as as a whole, um the poker poker rooms and casinos a good job of of running a game that is clean and upright and 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 not not overserving to the ex, to the extent of 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 someone being just fully incapacitated because that that's that's not a good look for for the casino either Steal, you know that's part of dealer's job is 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 to run the game and to and to keep the game going and and making sure that everyone is making timely decisions and is and is capable of making timely decisions and different uh, rooms ha- and floors have different policies for how much the alcohol they will serve and what time they'll they'll cut people off or after how many they'll cut people off and that's not something that you you see every day or even every week at the table but um yeah like you said i mean we it, we, we you know we want to be honest if we didn't say that oh yeah these things don't happen to wrap it up like are there people playing poker that shouldn't be absolutely but there's also people driving who absolutely shouldn't be driving so what are they going to do about it (laughs) yeah and that's just like you said that that's the whole point guys who take steroids in professional sports like i wouldn't do that but you know if any any arena or market that has money involved Everyone is trying to do whatever they can to gain whatever edge possible. Yeah, absolutely. Crypto, sports, it, it does not matter. You have to be hip, hip, hip enough to be aware of that. And if not, you know, then, you know, you're just going to get taken. Right. Did you play any interesting hands this week? Yeah, I have one hand that I, I recall a little bit. Um, it's not super complex, but I made um, a good decision, and I showed uh, a fold I had made, and the villain was uh, nice enough to uh, show me what he had. So, a guy in early position, uh, not nine people at the table, uh, flats the big blind, and folds over to me. I have ace jack off, no spades in my hand. I think it's I think I have a club and a heart. Folds around back to early position villain. He calls. I open it I open it up pretty big too. I, I, I pot it. So he calls. And in these games, it could be anything from twos plus jack ten off um almost any ace X. So he's just really wide here. The flop comes out. Six of spades, jack of spades, and ten of spades. So, pretty good flop for me. You know, I don't, I don't have any spades, so that is uh, obviously not great. But I do have top pair, top kicker. So I'm like, all right, this is a pretty good spot. You know, in this, I'm expected to be ahead here. So, sure. villain lead. He donk leads out for half pot, and. It's not really early in the tournament where this pot doesn't matter, you know, where I could just fold this out for an exploit here. Um, This pot does matter right now. 
There's probably about 15 big blinds in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really trying to figure out what I know about this guy. Of like what, what he has here. And obviously not having a spade here makes my decision a little bit easier. But do I think he... Do I th do I think he has me beat? I think he and you know my my choices were does he have a a spade draw that's pretty good? Could he have trips here? You now could he be flatting with jacks or tens? And from what I know of him, he's not going to he's not going to flat with jacks or tens. But I just got a really bad feeling. Like why is he leading out? Um, so I just I did I just end up folding because I'm like but the turn in the river. Are probably only going to get could could only get worse for me. Sure. And you know, top pair top kicker here is a really good hand against what I think his range is. But him donk leading into me like this has to be such a bad play for him that I think I just get to make this fold, you know, eight times out of ten and be happy with it. Right. So, so I fold, you know, I fold face up, showing showing top pair, and he flips over jack ten, and. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, he's like, man, I had to bet, I had to bet the flop, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And uh, I was like, nice, you know, I was like, nice hand. He's like, yeah, I can't believe you folded that. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not that, I'm not good enough yet to be like, oh, I cry, you know, I read, soul read him and just crushed this play, and you know, these are the percentages on this hand. But I yeah. think, I think my table dynamics and my understanding of a lot of the players and their ranges so far have been getting much better. And I, I think I found a spot where I, you know, a month ago I would have called, I would have easily called him. Like, you know, I, I think I would have felt bullied. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, what are you doing here, dude? Like, you're not gonna, you can't do this. I have all the trips and donk leading into me like this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, from a, a player that is a little bit better, like, you know, if I, if I three bet this guy, I might get a fold, but knowing that whatever this guy has, has to be really good. And he is not folding it. Right. You know, he's just not going to fold. doesn't matter here. And, uh, so I, I really liked my play there. That was probably one of my better hands that, that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this, this is something that I, that I, I was studying uh, flops today specifically in 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 cash games and John watching one of Jonathan uh, Jaffe's videos and he was he he referred to um, it as uh, like run out equity uh, like how how good is your hand going to be typically on the river like how great are you gonna feel if uh, three streets of bets go go in with your hand right now which 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 i think is like a, a pretty important concept to think about especially something that you really need to think about and i mean it's it's obviously pretty vital in tournaments where you're you know uh like 20 and 30 big blind stacks but uh even uh especially in cash games where you, you know you're sitting 200 plus deep you know potential like a, a lot of money can can go into the pot and and just you know, just like on the flop, like you know, a certain part of you like needs to be thinking like, all right, what's river gonna look like? Like, what am I gonna do on on rivers? And how you know, how would I classify my hand as it is right now? 
and then um something that, that i would i would classify like sort of like donk leads like that like that didn't make any sense or or over bets from people that just made no sense and uh, you know from uh you know and if you understand like basic strategy you're like well th- like you you shouldn't be doing this because i just have like uh, all the aces and kings here like what are you doing so i call and and then they just have it and and you're like well how how, how do they just have it here like how, how do they just, uh, um so i i just came up with a saying like well they're too stupid to do it with worse like they don't they don't know what to do but like chances are like when they're over betting they, they got it like there's <laughs> It's, yeah, they don't. They don't want the board to run out. Yeah, now people are, um, uh, especially. Uh, I mean, all you gotta do is play just just a handful of live tournaments. You know, I was like, all in hands have to be tabled, and a guy will have like top set versus a flush draw, and the guy with the set will be so upset that he's up against a flush draw, like of how <laughs> like he's behind or something. <laughs> hate to be drawn out they're terrified of being outdrawn yeah on splash that's really relevant like that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people do on there is they just they run away all of their all of their equity Mm -hmm. thanks so much for for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it moving forward what our schedule will be like is to record our first episode of the week on monday nights edit on tuesdays and then release early wednesday mornings Then our second episode with Joe, Willie, and myself will be recorded on Thursdays and will either be publishing on Fridays or at the latest Saturday, just depending on what time we end up recording. We'd really like to keep a consistent schedule, and I know that's something that I value as a podcast listener myself. Please rate, review, give us five stars, or nothing at all. Honestly, uh, three and four star reviews are really more hurtful in podcast analytics, so if you don't like it or didn't think it was worth five stars, just give don't give anything blast me on twitter or something that's totally fine or if you have other feedback or a hand that you'd like us to go over email us at when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com you can find me at bike king 19 on twitter instagram tiktok and youtube as well as my discord group i'm headed to vegas and i'm sure i'll record a podcast with joe and willie talking about the super bowl and what all is going on in the entertainment capital of the world so stay up for that and stay grinding guys 